Hey, what's up, guys? This is Cordell. You're listening to Steeler Nation. Hello, Steeler Nation. Welcome to your Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. I am your host, G Striker, and I am psyched that Roche has returned to the team. Oh, Striker, what about Roche? What a, why did that Steelers are stupid? They didn't keep Roche. What's going on, Striker? That was what I kept hearing the year of that draft, which was a phenomenal draft. Going to it here quickly. Um, back when we grabbed Roche in the seventh, sixth round. When did we get Roche? Fifth, sixth round. 2021 draft. That was the year that we got all of our offensive players. We got Najee Harris in the first. Pat Firemuth in the second, Kendrick Green, who was our starting center his rookie year, Dan Moore, who's still our starting left tackle, Buddy Johnson, who's not on our team, but still in the league, uh, Isaiah Loudermilk, still on the team, Trey Norwood, still playing in packages as well, Presley Harvin, our starting punter, but the only guy that didn't stick that season was Roche. Everybody was bent. Where's Roche? Even all last year, Steelers should have kept Roche. Steelers should have got, kept Roche. We went out back and got Jarvis Jones back. Not Jarvis Jones. <laughs> Not that guy. But the other um, the uh, the other Jones that we got, the linebacker who ended up beating him out on cutdown day. He came out of nowhere as an undrafted rookie free agent, that outside linebacker. He's back on the roster, and Roche is now on the roster. So this... Is like the off-season of 2021 all over again. Having Jones and Roche back again competing at that outside linebacker spot. And the oddest stuff about Roche to me, guys, was just what happened to him over this... Jameer Jones, thank you. Jameer, not Landry Jones. Landry Jones is the one. Thank you very much, for uh, for Ferdinand. I really appreciate that, 2-7. Um, yeah, but that was the guy... Beat him out legitimately, but as soon as the season started, we we're like, we couldn't get rid of the guy fast enough, Jameer Jones. Now we've got Roche back with him, but these are the numbers here. Uh, I had to look him up quickly with um, Roche and how he he did at the Giants. He did a fantastic job his rookie season. He played in, I believe, 16 games. Let me get these stats correct here. 14 games. Started in three, had 38 tackles, 23 solo, two and a half sacks, five TFLs. A good productive year, and we heard about him a lot that year. Why didn't we keep him? He's starting for the Giants already. But what happened in year two, guys, on the Giants? He just stayed on their practice squad, wallowed on their practice squad. Went from 400 snaps on defense his rookie season to six his sophomore season. He should have been building on something, guys. Honestly, should have been building on something. And guys, this show is live. Obviously, it's your show. Any questions, comments you have, I'm trying to get to them as quickly and as efficiently as I can. Always, Dieters, Fire Mac Canada, we know how you feel. Hopefully, we bring somebody else in there to help him out on offense, kind of like we did on, on defense with Austin, bringing in Flores to help out all of the defense. I think something similar can happen on offense this year. Is it going to be somebody like Leftwich? Is it going to be something like Joe Lombardi? That's a name that I've been throwing around that I absolutely love that guy's football chops. He's been an awesome offensive uh, uh, coordinator, no matter where he's gone. If any issues come up with 
Canada next year. He's gone. Work in Lombardi and let's move forward. Hey, sweet spirit. Good to hear from you. But any questions or comments you guys may have, I'm obviously here for you. CJ, Steelers versus Cowboys are candidates for the Mexico game 2024. That would be an excellent Mexico game. That that or either um, Cardinals, Steelers, like any of those Southern Southern teams and the Steelers. Um, but Mexico City loves the Steelers. We played there a long, 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 long time ago, and their fans have never forgotten that. And they are big, big fans in Mexico and Mexico City ever since then. So we have our Steeler Mundo with lots and lots of uh, happy people there from, from watching that game back in the day, becoming Steeler fans. Uh, Steeler fan from Memphis, Tennessee, what's good? Hey, Chef, welcome to the show. It's always good to talk Steelers. Even in the offseason. <laughs> Chef, I feel like we don't have a number one wide receiver. Do you agree? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, by default, every team has a number one receiver. Your number one receiver is your number one targeted receiver, in my, in my opinion. I mean, we've had instances where usually it's going to be our X guy is going to be our number one targeted receiver. Antonio Brown played the X. Um Yancey Thigpen played the X. Hines Ward played the X. Stallworth played the X. Those are the guys you go to on first down. Deontay Johnson is our X. He's our number one receiver. He's made a Pro Bowl. He's made an All-Pro as a returner. The guy can play football. All he has to do is stop dropping the ball, especially late in the season. Guys, sky's the limit for that guy. Absolutely sky's the limit because he gets better, open better than just about any other player in the league. And I think the last time we had a Z receiver be our number one receiver on our team would have been um, Santonio Holmes when he was playing with um, Ward. He was getting some extra targets. He was getting more yardage. He was getting the touchdowns. Uh, you have to go back to Lewis Lips before we had a Z receiver that just was our number one receiver. It's possible. George Pickens could become our number one receiver. But right now, it's Deontay Johnson by a mile until uh, George Pickens. Uh, Pickens gets a little bit more seasoned, which I think is going to happen this year. Love, hope it's true. If Leftwich, Reich, or passing game then repletes Canada next year, I'm I'm fine with either of those guys. But honestly, this is the time that that Reich or that um, Canada has to open up the offense. Obviously, we were very conservative this year. It started opening up more as the season progressed. After the bye, last three weeks. Uh, Pickens, Kenny Pickett was making plays with his arm. That was the way that we won games with his arm against Las Vegas. We won games with his arm against the Ravens. Very balanced against the Cleveland Browns, but he took his shots downfield. We had some nice plays downfield. Still waiting for a double touchdown passing game out of Kenny Pickett. I've already seen him out of Tebow. I want to see him out of Pickett now. That's why I say Tebow's better right now. We'll talk about it a little bit. Guys over here, Michael Hall, we are live. Let's go, Striker. Woo! Always good to hear you, Mr. Hall of Fame. Claude Bishop, what's up, Striker? What is up, Claude? Robert C. Too bad uh, Amike Engabule will beat him out, possibly. That could possibly absolutely happen. That, is that a Houston guy too that's on our roster for outside linebacker? That's fantastic, Robert. I know, and I know the, the right now the Steelers uh football forum over at steelernation.com is currently closed 
So right now, this is the Steeler Football Forum. We're over here. We're talking Robert C. He's usually over there uh, as the moderator on that side, Cooley Man. But since it's down today, <laughs> you can moderate over here, Cooley. Mike Hall, and we're keeping the Canadian. Woo! I know, right? Robert, why did you break the Steeler Nation message board? I needed to up my ratings. That's what happened, Robert. You guys are just too busy just typing away over there at stupid stuff, getting in dumb arguments with Coach. You got to come over here where the real show is. <laughs> I had to shut it down so you guys can come over here for a show. Claude, how do you feel about Mendenhall's tweet about Ben? Um, You know, I understand what he was trying to do. Obviously, it wasn't a smart tweet. Um, I know Arthur Motes, Motes came out today and kind of ripped on Mendenhall about it. But, you know, a lot of people are harsh on Mendenhall because of that big fumble in, in the Super Bowl. And the Steeler fans technically hang that loss on Mendenhall for fumbling that ball in the Super Bowl. When in actuality, you got to remember, Big Ben threw a pick six early in that game, which is why we were trying to play catch up that entire game. We didn't throw that pick six. We won that game, even with Mendenhall's fumble. Honestly, we were moving the ball well against that team. We had our chances. Unfortunately, that last drive, we got stopped from converting uh, a third and three on two downs. But that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. And unfortunately, Mendenhall also getting some, some really harsh criticism online to the point where, like, you know, he made a suicide reference and that's the stuff I do, do not want him to even think about or get into because life's way more important than football guys. Absolutely more important. So, you know, he's just tweeting his opinion as he had it at that time. Spin then fall is a jackass. <laughs> Richard spin then fall. Claude, would you switch first round picks and give up a second for Jay Carter from Georgia? I, I just started seeing that today for the first time, Claude. And to tell you the truth, with as much rebuilding as we need, I don't think one player is going to fix us. I'd rather have three picks in the top 50. I guess we'd still have three picks in the top 50. But 17, that, that first round, here's the one that I talk about. I would not move that first round drop pick at all. Unless maybe we drop back a space or two to get some more picks. But where we are at that point, I know 17 is going to be a loaded pick with a great player. Because there's four quarterbacks going ahead of us. Possibly a fifth. And if you got five quarterbacks going, you know, normally those guys aren't even on our board. So we're going to have top 10 guys sitting there that we have in our top 10 because we're not going to have quarterbacks on there. We got our quarterback. And we're going to have our pick of the litter. Absolute pick of the litter. No, I'm not talking about litter boxes. Stop getting so excited there, kitty cat. But pick of the litter. That's why I like that one. Now, the first pick of the second round, I think is the biggest motion pick usually in drafts. Biggest opportunity for somebody to throw the house at you for that pick. And honestly, it's the 32nd pick. Normally, it's occurring in the first round. This is a high value pick this year. Even more high value that the Dolphins lost theirs. And it's now pick 32 instead of pick 33. But it gives the entire league a day to think about, all right, we missed getting our guy here. We need our guy here. And he's there. Let's trade with the Steelers and get our guy. That's when you start talking about picks, maybe dropping back five, 10 picks, 
but picking up an extra first rounder next year. That's the bank you want. That one I take every day of the week. That's how the Patriots operate. If you can bank a future up round, you freaking do it. Because we're still going to pick in the second, and then we're going to bank a pick for next year. Still have three picks in the top 50. That's the way I want to do my picks. Ken Boyle, how you doing, Ken? Who can we hire to teach DJ to not run backwards? Tell you the truth, his running backwards got us the first down on that one huge play where they had three defenders running down at him. He made all three miss, got the first down, then did, took a dumb penalty for celebrating too much. But I don't want to take the game out of the man. The guy started off as a punt and kick returner. He can make plays with his legs. His legs aren't killing us, guys. It's his drops. That is correctable. Honestly, that's correctable. I don't, you know, running backwards on a couple catches here and there doesn't kill me because he has a nose of going forward. And he extended a lot of drives for us last year. A ton of them. Unfortunately, didn't get in the end zone, oddly enough, as that was. But it's going to be one of those crazy stats that's just going to hang with him his entire career, it looks like. Lots of love. Great to hear that third coast. Oh, missed somebody there. There we go. There we go. Now I'm fine. I might have skipped a couple of you guys. Nope, I'm back on. I'm back on the right spot. Great, great, great. I just hate how it keeps like expanding and contracting. Uh, get lick. Want to do one tray? Want to do this one tray? Want to do this one tray? Want to do this one tray? Not sure if that's a question, Mason, or a statement. <laughs> hey, from Hey Hamza, how you doing? Add me. I'm not doing any adding, guys. Uh, I've got four, five different platforms open. It's too much stuff going on. Who do I think will win the Super Bowl? Thank you, Dan Mullaney. I think that's something I wanted to talk about today anyway. My number one team that I love, Buffalo. I don't know what the heck's happening to that team in the playoffs. In the playoffs, they're just starting to look like absolute crap. But now, I don't. You know, I don't want Cincinnati to to win the 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 Super Bowl. But I'll be rooting for them to to win the AFC. To tell you the truth, on the AFC side, I'm rooting for the Eagles because I'm a Pennsylvania boy with the two one five. Lived there for thirteen years. Worked for the Eagles for seven. You know, I like the Eagles. I'm a big fan of the Eagles. Way lower of a fan than I am, obviously, for the Steelers. But I like the Eagles. I enjoy watching the Eagles. Um, Eagles, Cincinnati in the Super Bowl, I'm going Eagles all the way. So you're asking me, Eagles winning the Super Bowl. You guys put down who you think will win. I think that's interesting no matter what. And give me your reasoning. Robert Tamboros, I strike. Ah, hey, Robert, how you doing? Scott Ponswick, what's up, striker? Do we re-sign Okunjobi? Now, that is a, to me, Okunjobi is a luxury signing. I don't necessarily think we need to re-sign Okunjobi. Um, I think with Leal and Loudermilk already on the, the roster, we should already have our backup and our next guy. Warm, warmly getting hurt killed us because I thought if he didn't get hurt, we would have brought him back in a heartbeat because he would have been cheap, affordable, good player, high motor guy. Now he's a question mark. but. He's going to be that kind of question mark that's not going to sign on any team. He's going to be not come back healthy until like October. So maybe in October, if Steelers need a lineman, hey, what's up, Chris? Come on over. We'll get you back up to shape. 
that might happen. Until then, unfortunately, he's not going to be there. But if they did resign Ogunjobi, I wouldn't be upset. I'd understand it. I mean, he's a good player. He got a puppy dog from uh, <laughs> from Hayward. So that gave him some roots here in Pittsburgh. So hopefully he doesn't want to move on to any more AFC North teams. <laughs> oh, Adam. Yeah, no, I'm not adding on to anybody, guys. 215-412. That's the two sides of the state right there, J-Wag. Awesome to hear, man. And I was born in the 717. Back when it was the 717. Now it's the 560 in Northern Central PA. But that's the way it goes sometimes. Let's go. Awesome. Over here, Robert, you admit Deontay Johnson isn't a true number one. I did say he's a, tr he's a true number one, by the way. Don't, don't admit that I said he was not a true number one because he is number one and he's our number one currently. Uh, how do you find such a high percentage of cap money's going to a guy, not even a true number one? P.S. I love how mature Deontay has been and like his elusiveness. Um, to tell you the truth, he's being underpaid at 13 mil a season. We've gotten in this argument a couple times, Robert. I know his numbers front and back. I know his contract. I know how many is per year and what his cap hits are and what his cash payouts are. But on the average of 13 mil a year, he's under what all these guys were taking at 20, 24, 25. That's what we're looking at for number one receivers now. So yes, he's worth every penny at 13, maybe maxing out his cap at what, at 15? Let me see what he's maxed out on his cap because I've got the cap sheet up here on one of my windows for next year. Uh, Deontay Johnson. Let me expand this window so I can see it. Boom. Cap is at 16, and that's his cap. So we are looking at caps on other players being at 20, 23, 24, 25. No way do I touch those other caps. Worth every penny. And he's on our team for another year. Oh, for another year. Of course, he is a UH Coog, of course. <laughs> Mendenhall has... Uh, a pain in the butt when it comes to Steelers with his attitude. Why pretend something he'd say now would be different? Well, you know, he just wasn't as highly motivated as a lot of players. Brian Davis, hey, Striker, loving my new manscaper. Thanks for the rec rec uh, recommendation. Uh, blades are so sharp. Thank you so much, Brian Davis. Going out after our sponsor, Manscaped, which I'll get to here in a little bit. Uh, but right now, yeah, awesome. Awesome to hear. I'm glad that you're getting Manscaped and your balls are taken care of by Manscaped. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Robert, nice selling of an idea. Trade down with first, second round pick. Hopefully Omar sells the other 31 as well as you're selling it to us. Yeah, that's the thing because 17 is going to be a money pick, guys. Absolutely going to be a money pick. That first pick in the second round can be just about anybody and a lot of people put higher values on a lot of people. Might be a quarterback that drops. Might be something crazy. But if we can bank another first rounder out of it, that might be a high first rounder the following year, you do it. You do it. Because that's how you start getting these left tackles. That's how you start getting these shutdown corners. Got to be smart in the draft. And Omar is smart. Viz, is Najee back performing the way he started last season? Easily. You saw him after the bye. He had an insert, a metal insert in his foot. Uh, sorry, not in his foot, but in, his, in the sole of his cleats. He wore that for the first six weeks, I think. Took it out uh, two weeks before the bye. Was still getting his feet under him there those last couple weeks. But after the bye, I was telling everybody at the bye, when you guys are saying, he's a bust. Striker, he's a bust. Striker, why do we waste a first rounder on this guy? I said, guys, pump the brakes. 
I remember what this guy looked like last year. You wait till he's fully healthy after the bye. And what did we see after the bye? A ripping running back. Stiff-arming and face-planting guys the size of Miles Garrett. I mean, come on. You don't see running backs ever do that with one hand. He, yeah, you'll see Henry, like, steamroll and truck somebody, but he usually doesn't face-plant somebody and smash him into the ground that's over his weight. That's how strong his arms are. That's why I love Najee Harris. And we all got to see him. We got to see him fly into the end zone from, like, eight yards out on that one play against Cincinnati. We got to see him use his elusiveness of power and athleticism all mixed together to gain yardage and to get over a thousand, which he deserved to both for his line and for himself, because he's that good of a running back, honestly. And I was expecting the entire offense to run off of Najee Harris this year. Unfortunately, with his injury, it could not. We couldn't run off of Najee's offense until after the bye, where it started to become more complimentary with his skills. But fortunately, we did get Warren, and that was a great find as well. And anytime you can get an undrafted rookie free agent to, to stick on the roster, that is a bonus and a half. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Kennedy, you might be family. I think we are in good shape with a few good picks on both sides of the line uh, and linebacker and corner. Yeah, I could definitely see, you know... Offensive tackle, you always want to get a stud offensive tackle. Might be able to get there one at 17. Might be able to find a stud at 17 this year. Otherwise, cover corner. Large cover corner. We're talking about Porter Jr. He might be right around that slot, guys. That might be a guy we pull in. Um, I do want I, I've I've been seeing a couple of these mock drafts out right now, and they're saying to take a guard at 17, and that crap makes me angry. Absolutely livid. I mean, you don't, you don't take a guard that high in the draft, honestly. And let, I mean, even with an absolute, you trade back in the twenties and grab a guard. That's fine, picking guards in the twenties. If you've got like an elite center, yeah, I'm taking them in the teens. If you got an elite tackle, I'm taking them in the teens. If you got elite guard, they usually don't go to like twenty, late teens. I mean, yeah, we're talking about that range now too, but I don't think guard is the problem on our team. I don't think Dotson and Daniels are the problem. I think center can be upgraded with a more athletic person, though I don't think Cole is a problem. I see an upgrade. I can see, you know, left tackle being upgraded to an absolutely stud left tackle. And then what do you do with more? Maybe you bounce him to right. Maybe you bounce him inside. Maybe he's extra tackle for a year. I don't know. But he's got talent too. I do like the way Moore has been progressing. And you got to face it. He's been our starting left tackle for two years now, drafted in the fourth round. Fourth rounders never, never start out of the box at left tackle. He did. Unfortunately, Zach Banner got hurt. That's the thing that killed us that year. We were going to have Zach Banner right tackle. We're going to have Oak Chooks at left tackle that season. Banner got hurt, lost for the season, ended up never coming back to football, unfortunately. Great man, though. Uh, great friend of the show as well. Love you, Zach Banner. Peace out to you, man, as always. Much love to you and your family. Um, but yeah, that's just the way the cookie crumbled that way. Sometimes injuries kill depth, and it happens. You can't be deep everywhere. I know we have arguments. Why don't we grab another nose tackle? I know we've talked about that, Robert. Offensive tackle as well. You can't be deep everywhere. It's just, it's statistically impossible 
in the NFL to be deep at each and every position, especially with free agency, with only having players rights for three to four years. That's, that's what you're balancing three to four years of player rights. You can only bring in so many rookies. Only so many rookies are going to be good enough to be a good enough backup and including your undrafted rookie free agents. You just try to load up where you can and bring in as much talent as you can and let the chips fall where they may. And that's the way the Steelers tend to do it every year. And I'm, I've been happy with the way they've drafted every year. Um, quickly, I want to go to that because that's a point I wanted to talk about here on the sheet. Um, looking at the past drafts, past five drafts the Steelers have had, what do we picked? Average about seven players per draft, about 35 players. Only five players, five, are not in the league anymore in our last five drafts. Last six drafts, only eight players aren't in the league anymore. That's how good we're drafting. We're drafting NFL talent, stud talent. Now we've got every player in the league still for the uh, 2021, buddy, because uh, uh, um, Buddy's on somebody's practice squad. I remember just seeing it earlier today when I looked it up, but I can't recall which practice squad he is on. Um, but Buddy is still in the league. So that's that's a testament to our drafting. We might not be as happy about some of these draft picks, the way that they've churned out, but we've gotten some great, great, great players out of these draft picks. And our core, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Leal. Hopefully Austin can play again. Hayward's making plays. Robinson started at the end of the year. Alodekin isn't on the team. He's on. Uh, he was on Kansas City's. I think he's on Kansas City's uh, uh, practice squad right now. Najee Harris, Pat, Fry- Pat Fryermuth, Dan Moore. Green is a big backup piece on our team right now at inside. Um, Loudermilk, Roche now back on the roster. Norwood's still playing on all, all the uh, special packages, Diamond Dollar. Presley Harvin with the punt. Chase Claypool, we got a two out of him. Highsmith, monster. What a monster pick Highsmith was. That's one of those picks that like he happened. A lot of people like Highsmith out of Charlotte, second round. Dude is a double digit sacker. Should have been in the fucking Pro Bowl. Should have been. Absolutely insane that he's not in the Pro Bowl. And I don't, I don't understand that at all. What made the Pro Bowl? He played like five games. My dude over here is Highsmith is leading the league in forced fumbles, 14 sacks. Can't make the freaking Pro Bowl. Absolute travesty. Absolute travesty. And he deserves to be in the Pro Bowl. Hopefully he's an alternate. Or hopefully Watt's like, you take my spot. Because <laughs> Watt doesn't deserve to be there. He's a good enough player to play in there, but he doesn't deserve to be there. McFarland, we'll have to see if he ends up working out this offseason. He signed a futures contract. Dotson's still there and starting at left guard. Um, Brooks, Brooks Jr. is the first player I've gotten to that's out of the league. Antoine Brooks Jr. From the 2022 draft, or sorry, it's from the 20, uh, 2020 draft, right? Yeah, 2020 draft. And then Carlos Davis, who's on our practice squad, who's good depth at notes. Devin Bush is leaving the senior. We're going to 19. Deontay Johnson is our number one receiver. Justin Lane is a free agent uh, now. Hopefully we resign him. He played really well. Or not him, sorry. Pierre was the one that played better. Uh, but he's, yeah, he's probably going to leave in free agency. Uh, Benny Snell's going to leave in free agency. Zach Gentry, hopefully he doesn't leave in free agency. Well, that was a great pick. Those two picks that we got for for, um, Antonio Brown, Deontay Johnson, Zach Gentry. Two great picks. Sutton Smith isn't in the league. Bugs is still around somewhere. Ulysses Gilbert, I heard he just signed a somewhere. Man, I I know he just moved somewhere. Duran Gray is not in the league. Then going back 
to 18, which is the last one I'll talk about. That is Terrell Edmonds, who's a free agent yet again. James Washington, I don't know where he's going to end up. I think he's signed to somebody's practice squad after Dallas released released him. Mason Rudolph hopefully gets a chance to play somewhere. Chooks is still starting for us. Mark and Al, Marcus Allen is probably leaving. And then we had two players that did not make the league, Javian Samuels and Joshua Frazier uh, out of Alabama. That guy didn't work out too. But then draft before, TJ Watt, Juju Smith-Schuster, Cam Sutton, James Conner, Josh Dobbs. First five picks, all great players. Hopefully Cam's going to be back because he's the only corner we developed. Looking down here, 412. Buffalo Super Bowl window is closing. I think it will be Chiefs versus Eagles. Awesome. I wouldn't be upset to see that. Absolutely wouldn't. I'm I'm rooting for teams that haven't won Super Bowls or a lot of them. Yes, the Steeler Nation forum is down slash steel, but SteelerNation.com just switched to the new platform today. Was supposed to be yesterday. Had to get their stuff in order. Happened today. Right now, the football forum is here. So if you got any questions or anything, ask me slash. You know I'll get to you. <laughs> Eagles Chiefs, nice. Yeah, a lot of a lot of hate. Is there any hate for Brock Pur- Purdy around here? I'm not sure. Uh, Daddy, hello. Can you give me a shout out for the YouTube? If so, it's Zachary282. I am young and I want to start young. Awesome. Go check out Zachary282, guys, over at YouTube. I know he's a big fan of the show. And thanks to Zachary. Hopefully you get your stuff in order once you start shooting us some uh, some links. We'll, we'll I'll check those out. Fire Matt Canada. <laughs> I really want to hear your opinion on Canada. Oh, I, I, well, you, you already given your opinion three times. <laughs> Say fire Matt Canada. Um, I, I, I've told it on the show a few times. In a nutshell, my opinion of Matt Canada is he was a great. I, I liked what he did last year for a young offense, trying to build rapport with inexperienced starting quarterbacks. Trubisky didn't start at all. Didn't, didn't throw a, a, a pass in all of t- uh, 2021. Um, 2022 was his first year starting against in Chicago in 2020. <clears throat> we had to work him into the system. Matt Kennedy's offense was specifically get it to a manageable third down. And he did it. We were at manageable third downs all first half of the season. Third and two third and three, third and five. Only problem was we couldn't convert third downs and we looked bad trying to. Second half of the season, blocking got better. Najee got better. Pickens got smarter. A lot more time to study after the bye week and through the bye week, stopped making mistakes, limiting his chances to throw down the field to make mistakes early, then starting to opening up the playbook a bit more. He needs to open it up completely. And I will state, that jet sweep play with the jet motion every play, you guys might hate it, but there's seven different options you can run off of that jet sweep. You can run the jet sweep. You can run the reverse off the sweep from the other side from a, a receiver coming from the other side. You can hand it to the up back. You can play action after the off back and throw it. You can hand it to the to the the uh, fullback or the the, the who, to Najee who's going to be way back, who's either going to take the ball or you play action and throw that ball, or you pull it down and run it. You have seven options as a quarterback in that system. And they started running it really cleanly. That Baltimore game was probably the best game we executed it because Roquan Smith was flat-footed. 
watching those players run by at the beginning at, at the line of scrimmage. When he killed us the game before, three weeks earlier, he didn't know where the ball was. We completely limited Roquan Smith with that jet action that next game because we executed it perfectly. It took us 15 weeks to execute it perfectly. Once it did, it's, it's tough to defend, guys. It really is tough to defend. But we have to get better. We do have to open up the playbook. I'm not happy with just that jet motion play every freaking time, even though there's seven options out of it. <clears throat> Michael Hall, did you say Ray Ray dropped the ball during the punt return? I guess things never change with him. Yep. Good old Ray Ray McLeod, but how he's got his chance at a Super Bowl and I, more power to him. And I'm I'm happy for Ray Ray. I'm always happy for former Steelers. Even Mike Hilton. My gosh, it kills me every time I see Hilton make a play. Because I thought that was the dumbest move the Steelers never made. We could have had him for five mil a year. He is gone for us forever. End up being a, a making plays and winning games for the Bengals. That guy was a playmaker at six million a year. A playmate for a playmaker that's dirt cheap. You sign him, you sign him. We should have, but that's when Nelson killed us on the roster because we thought we were going to have Nelson and Sutton. Sutton probably playing slot. Nelson's like, I don't want to compete, so that screwed us. Brian Davis, I thought you looked familiar. Did you swoop for? Swoop for seven years? <laughs> they swoop for seven years. Brian, I'm not sure what that reference is. <laughs> you can help me out with that one. PK. <laughs> Michael Hall, Buffalo was a team I wanted to win the Super Bowl. Now, I guess my choices would be 49ers or Philly versus Kansas City. Philly versus 49ers is going to be a good game. Both are like carbon copies of each other. And it's either a high-scoring game or low-scoring game. And it will be close maybe a walk-off TD or a walk-off field goal. Absolutely. I, I think that the um, the 49ers and the Eagles are probably the best matchup because they both have great defenses. They both have explosive offenses. Now, going over to the Kansas City and Cincinnati side, Cincinnati's playing great on offense right now, and their defense is playing insane. Kansas City's defense sucks. They are a bad – they got to outscore teams to win. They have the offense. They have the ability to outscore teams. For some reason this year, their offense is not scoring. Not the amounts. They're around the 20 range as opposed to the 30 ranges like they used to be hitting. They're a beatable team this year. It's it's not going to surprise me at all to see Cincinnati beat beat uh, the Chiefs in Arrowhead, especially since they have the Chiefs number. I think they've beaten them like last two or three times they played them. So that's a tough matchup for the Chiefs. And I, I feel bad for them in that respect, especially with a gimpy. Uh, Mahomes. That's not going to be fun to go up against that front seven. Justin Stryker, you're from Harrisburg. I lived in uh, Hershey for four years. I'm from farther north on the Susquehanna where it splits. I'm from Williamsport territory. So not far from Harrisburg. I got my sister living over there in Hummelstown. I got a brother over Mechanicsburg. Lots of friends in Mechanicsburg. Uh, love the area. I'm there often. So I know Harrisburg well. I partied down downtown a few times. <laughs> Michael Hall, did you see the tweet about a week or two ago that Lowen has hinted he wanted to be a Steeler? He posted a pic of himself in these white away jerseys and captioned, these colors go hard. But he's had, I believe, two ACL injuries in three years, so I don't know if he can stay healthy, but I want to hear your thoughts, boss. Um, yes, and I can give you direct thoughts because actually that, um, Photoshop did not come from Lowen directly. That came from Jersey Jerry. Uh, Jersey Jerry is a big friend of Steeler Nation. We have him at the tailgates a lot. We talk to him a lot. Uh, had him on the show once too, I think. Um, but 
he was one of those people that he put up that that uniform and you know added Lowen to, to be like, come on over, play for us. I'm with you. I I think it's a pipe dream. He's gonna be too expensive. He's injury prone. He's at the end of his career. We've got a young line. I want to build something. Um, and we we're not like one piece away where we can throw and plug and play one guy. We gotta build a line still. So I'm looking for youth. Mark Malone, if Dotson didn't commit a penalty every quarter, he'd be all right. That's his only problem. He's a good blocker. He's a road grader. He wasn't killing us in pass pro. Guy can play. I, I like Dotson a lot. And I like that he's a fan of Steelers. He's born in a Steeler nation. Uh, I was on-air talent. DJ on Stardew 92 FM. Lived in Harrisburg because commuting from Pittsburgh. Staying with my girlfriend rent-free. Got old. I moved there. You and I practically been neighbors. Nice. Nice. I was on-air talent for uh, 99.1 WHFS back when it was the alternative rock station here in the Baltimore, D.C. area. I did that for a bit in 2002 before I started my company and moved north in 03 to the Philly area and uh, changed my career path. But loved the on-air stuff and especially doing this the, the stuff with the fans and the shows and the, and, the, and the contests. Those were always a blast. Absolutely a blast. Brian Davis. Weedle drafted among in Philadelphia. That's why where they are now. He will work magic with Omar. Just keep Tomlin out of the room. Tomlin's a good, smart guy too. He's a good talent evaluator. And he's usually at every single pro day. He's usually at the senior bowls. And he's always at the combines. Every single one for 17 years. The guy's not a slouch, guys. All righty. Talked about Canada. Getting to your comments over here now on tweets. It's normal time. Minka is a beast, though. Absolutely. Love Minka. All pro and deserved. I remember like people were starting to fall off of Minka, too. Um, yep. Yeah, Christina, Cristiano, I'm, I'm rooting for uh, the Eagles right now. And if you haven't heard me state that in a couple, because I know I just got to your question now. Nick Bosa, best defensive player this year. Yeah. Yeah, Nick Bosa's a monster. Um Gosh, the guy in Dallas, too, that I like. Um, guy from Penn State. Pier Pearson Pierre. Damn. Starts with a P. <laughs> you guys know it. I know you guys will get the name in for me. But he's up there, too. We need an offensive line. One pick at a time. <laughs> Thoughts on Mike Hilton over the weekend? Can't believe we lost him to the Bengals. Yep. And that's what happened, guys. I wanted to retain him that year. I said he was our bring back Sutton and... And Hilton. I wanted to bring back both of those guys. But we thought we had Nelson as a starting outside corner. He was still under contract. Since we retained Sutton, we said, you're going to be competing with Nelson for the starting spot opposite of Hayden. Nelson's like, I want no part of that. I'm out. Didn't want to compete in a contract year. So we cut him. And he got to go on his own right. But by then, Cincinnati already got gobbled him up. And we didn't have the option of retaining both, unfortunately. We should have. Absolutely should have. Because he's winning games. Steeler Nation for life from New Jersey. That's perfect. You can be from anywhere. My opinion, Canada sucks. That's not a that's a popular opinion in Steeler Nation. Are you guys getting Jimmy G next season? No, not a chance. We are done with that whole quarterback carousel crap. Um, he's too good and too expensive to be a backup in our system. We might be bringing in somebody cheaper if we find a way to trade um, Trubisky. That's the only thing I can think of as far as for us getting, because right now Trubisky is our only backup. Alodikin's not on the on our roster anymore. We could sign him to a futures contract after they're done playing, 
Uh, Kansas City's done playing, but we'll have to see how that works out if we liked him that much. But that's the way that goes. Again, need an offensive line. I definitely do. One pick at a time, but we've got some good quality players there. Hey, Stucky, want to be friends? <laughs> you guys can respond to each other. Don't forget, we have Calvin Austin. I can't forget, Jess. Honestly, I just want him to be able to make the field. I'm worried right now that he's like a, a, a Marcus Colston type of player now. Colston, who we drafted in the second round to play corner, never played. We ended up grabbing his partner, Hilton, as an undrafted rookie free agent once the Patriots got rid of him. But Colton, Colton never played it down for us. And now I'm worried about that with Miles Austin. Is he a Dree Archer type? Is he too small to play in this league? Size-wise, he's right there at Dree Archer. I expected him to be tougher. Right now, he's not. Out for the year, two different injuries. Didn't even play a down. So, yeah. I've got an issue. I, I want him to be a part of this offense, especially with his kick returning skills as well. But until he can show he can get on the field, he's a question mark. Anthony, we should release Deontay Johnson. Never. That would be dumb, Anthony. I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to talk, and I don't mean to call um, Steeler fans dumb. That's not my show. It, it would be unwise to get rid of Deontay Johnson because he's your number one targeted guy, still at 85 catches, still gets open better than anybody in the league. Still, like, every time when, when we saw George Pickens try to run the X routes at the second half of the – was that the Cleveland game? Yeah, at the end of the first half of the Cleveland game, that last drive, we pulled Deontay Johnson after his left, after his drops. Um, George Pickens tried to run the X. He was tripping over his feet. He was falling down. He couldn't get separation. It's a different position, guys. Deontay Johnson makes it look easy because he does it better than anybody else in the league. No way do I release Deontay Johnson. You can get me in on trade value. I still don't think it's a smart idea to trade him, but releasing him, definitely not. Especially with two more years at that price point for an excellent receiver who's always made a, made a Pro Bowl and an All-Pro, I don't get rid of the guy. Edmonds got to go trash. Now, I agree with that, Anthony. <laughs> I've never been a fan of Edmonds. Absolutely not. Though he's played his best ball in the last five games of this season. That's the best he's ever played as a Pittsburgh Steeler. Last five games of this season. Before that, he was a question mark. He'd be invisible in games. He'd make dumb plays, take bad routes, miss tackles. He was a fr He's a frustrating player for me when I'm used to seeing my starting strong safeties make plays. Polamalu made plays. Lethon Flowers made plays. Um, Gosh, who was the guy before him? Logan. Logan could hit, lay the wood at strong safety. And that's what I like to see when we put KZ in there. Bam! Hitting plays at the line of scrimmage, knocking people backwards. Getting penalties because he's hitting them too hard. Intercepting footballs. That's what I want out of a safety. Not a guy that just lets everybody in front of him and then gets them to the ground. That's usually the way he plays. And that's why I don't like him in that respect. I like his brother. I take his brother at inside linebacker in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Uh, guys, it is that time on the show. We're going to have to talk to you about our friend, my friend, and Brian Davis's friend as well. Over at, where's my banner for it? Ah, manscaped.com. Use promo code STEELERNATION, all one word, all capital. Get 20% off and free shipping. They give you everything in the platinum package. You get the, 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 the lawnmower trimmer, the weed whacker ear, nose trimmer, ball deodorant. You've got, um, you know, special 
boxer briefs with a pouch to keep your boys all nice and dry and clean. You got two-in-one shampoo. You got ball deodorant again. I'm <laughs> just going off the top of my head. But Manscaped, guys, they protect your balls better than Najee Harris. I'll tell you that. So don't get your sack sack. Go out there to manscaped.com. Promo code STEELERNATION, all caps, all one word, 20% off your order, free shipping. Thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring us and let me do stupid things and talk about all these dumb things all the time. <laughs> all righty. Yep, yep. These colors go hard. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. Yep, there we go. Brian, Weedle drafted among amazing in Philadelphia. That's why they are where they are now. He will work magic with Omar. Just keep Tomlin out of the room. That's right. We just talked about that the second right before I jumped off. Bro, Barian! Some wish certain positions. We're deep to fit how they view the team. Some, some wish, some wish certain positions. We're deep to fit how they view the team. How they view the team. Wish certain positions. Which some which certain positions were deep to fit? I don't understand what you're saying, bro. Barry, <laughs> Re, restructure that, and I'll get to it. Do you think the Steelers will get the most out of one really great free agent, or do you think that they'll get multiple free agents like they've been doing lately? Uh, we don't have the cap space this this year, Timboro. Um, so we're not going to go out and jump multiples like we normally have been doing. But I do think that we are going to be targeting and trying to sign our own. Um, and I think I have ours up over here. I'm going to list our free agents here quickly. I, I know we already talked about Oak and Joby, who I said was a luxury pick. Um, Sutton is my number one grab. Absolutely. I think Sutton needs to be retained. Rudolph can walk. Bush can walk. Uh, Derek Watt. I think he's a luxury pick. I think we already have Connor as his, uh, can, can play his position and he's on our team way cheaper. Uh, Jesse Davis can walk or sign back on the cheap as a backup uh, interior lineman. Uh, Tyson Alualu is going to retire. Marcus Allen, you're done. I'm sorry. You've been here on the team four or five years, and you've only been a special teams player. Thank you for changing positions, but that's the only reason why you weren't cut two years ahead of time. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, it uh, doesn't ma matter to me if he leaves or not. As long as we get KZ, he's my number one. Uh, Robert Spillane, I'd love to resign. That guy would be a high target for me. Malik Reed, goodbye. Thanks for coming over. Cost us a draft pick. Don't need you. Chris Wormley, you cost a draft pick too, but I love the way you played. You're going to be out too long. Can't resign you until September, October. So keep an eye on you later. Casey, yes. Trenton Scott probably coming back as, as a depth piece uh, to the tackle position because he knows Myers' system and he's played under Myers over there in Carolina. So I fully expect Scott to be on in the um, rotations at training camp this year in his second year with us. Uh, Carl Joseph would love to have him back. Absolutely would love to have Carl Joseph back, and he'll be cheap as hell because he was uh, he's IR'd all year. Steven Sims, got to be the right price point. League minimum, maybe. I don't know if I can spend much on you because I'd rather upgrade at that position and at return positions as well. Hopefully, Austin will be that upgrade at all three positions if he's healthy. Miles Boykin, too expensive to retain, and I actually think we actually grabbed his replacement already. It's on our roster. We just picked up the futures contract of what's the name there? Striker. Uh, Dan Chisena, 4'3 speedster from Penn State, 6'2, 200. 
He's at that Jerry Rice metric, that six foot two, 200 pounds, but he runs way faster than Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice at a four seven, Dan at a four three. Good special teamer. So I, I that's why I think Dan is going to be the guy that's probably going to be replacing Boykin because Boykin is just he's too high of a price point to retain on this roster. If he signed for like a million and a half, I definitely consider it. That's what Darius Hayward Bay used to do as a special teams ace. Played him, played all the special teams every once in a while when we needed him. Either at and, he, and Darius Hayward Bay could play all of our positions, whether somebody went down at the X, somebody went down at slot, or somebody went down at the Y. He came or, or Z. He came at all three positions to be able to back up and play and contribute. So that's one thing I really liked and, and miss about Darius Hayward Bay is having that special teamer on your roster that's active on game day. That's a plug and play at all three positions. And he's one of the very very few because that's the toughest thing to do as a wide receiver is to be able to play all three positions across the front. Really difficult to do because they 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 all require different skill sets. And Darius Hayward Bay, I mean, he was a first-round draft pick. He had an incredible skill set. So that's one of the reasons why he was able to do it. And just tall enough to play Z as well a bit for us. But he was better at the X, in my opinion. Um, so now I just lost that sheet and my train of thought. <laughs> JC Hassenauer. We got to consider trying to bring him back as a backup. James Pierre as well. I'd like to bring him back. Uh, Benny Snell is going to be gone. Jameer Jones. Uh, don't. Oh, he's exclusive, right? These are restricted. Sorry. Exclusive. Sorry. Steve, Steve Sims is a restricted free agent. Yes. Tender him to the minimum. We're not going to get a draft pick for him if he leaves, but I doubt anybody making a contract for him. Same goes for Hassenauer and Pierre. All three of them were undrafted rookie free agents. We don't get anything for those guys. Zach Gentry is an undrafted rookie free agent. That guy we can't let go. He's an awesome second tight end. Got to bring him back. A little bit of a pay raise, and he'll be affordable. So those are the guys I'm looking at right now, Robert. Gentry, you know, I'd like Pierre. KZ and Joseph, Spillane, Sutton. Those are my must-haves. Everybody else is gravy, in my opinion. Absolute gravy. Don't draft a receiver. Bigger needs. Well, we will draft a receiver uh, because we traded one. I mean, it's just a talent thing that happened because we had, you know, three quality receivers on our roster. Uh, four, really, when Austin. Then Austin got hurt, lost, lost for the year. We traded Claypool. So then we only had Pickens and, Pick, or Pickens and, um, and DJ. That was it. I mean, Sims did okay. Gunner did nothing. Um, Boykin really didn't get on the field as a receiver, good good as a blocker, but unfortunately wasn't targeted as a receiver much. Um, but we, we are lacking depth and skill now. We're, we've depleted our receivers because of injury and trading because we had three solid receivers that all would have been under contract for this year too. I mean, we Claypool would have been entering his last season this year. And we would add a full year with Claypool with those guys. But we like the way George Pickens was progressing. He was starting to take some snaps there at the Z. Chicago made us an offer we couldn't refuse. And it ended up being a 32 pick. So that's the way we do it. So we are going to draft a receiver. If we draft one, my pick is a guy that's going to be slot capable that can kick and punt return. Because if Austin can't come back, that's the slot you have to fit. Plus it's a guy that can probably play some X as well ideally I know we were talking about Hall over there from Houston as well I know uh, Cooley talked about that online and I like that guy's film so far 
Uh, he's a very productive player. Um, I wanted to put on a little bit more weight, but size-wise, height-wise, he looks like he's going to make it in the league. A little bigger than Austin. Parsons, thank you. <laughs> you guys are the best. Should Steelers get Tom Brady? No. <laughs> Should the Steelers get the oldest quarterback ever whose skill set is starting to deteriorate with an offensive line that can't protect him? Hell no. Hell no. We're not picking up a cheater that costs us some championships. No way. Zero chance. 0, 0.0. <laughs> a chance of getting Tom Brady. Unless we're just setting up for TJ Watt to end his career in, in preseason. That might be fun. Um, M Chip, what happens to Mitch and Mason next season? Mason's a free agent. He can go wherever he wants. Mitch is under contract. I believe he costs. Where is he? Where is your salary here, Mitch Trubisky? Oh, that's in the other window. Where's your salary here, Mitch Trubisky? Uh, a 10.625 mil cap hit. If he's a dead cap of 2.25, so we save 8 million if we trade or release him. So he's not a lock on this roster. I mean, I can see if the Steelers want to keep him for consistency, maybe work out a maybe a salary cut. Maybe. Otherwise, try to trade him for some draft picks and to dump that eight mil because that would be a smart move uh, on the roster. Sauce Gardner said that Calvin Austin is the hardest wide receiver he's ever had to cover. If he can stay healthy, Michael, I'm all for it. I'm just waiting for him to get on an NFL field. And right now, he was redshirted. So he's a big question mark for me. Um, Back to you guys over here. They should be used smart, only occasionally special free agent like James Ferrier. But nowadays, Steelers act generically like the other 31. They pull lots of just okay free agents. Well, it's not just okay free agents. It's free agents on a budget, Robert. And still, we, we bought a lot of free agents last year on a budget. I mean, we brought in, you know, Cole and Daniels, Trubisky, uh, Okunjobi, um, KZ. We brought Edmonds back eventually. Joseph, though, he got hurt in, in free agency. We brought like, we brought a ton of free agents in. Some are going to be good. Some are going to be bad. Bad ones kind of peter off. Good ones kind of too. Gilbert is in Tampa Bay. Thank you very much, Robert. I appreciate that. Robert, the hell with Bengals, with the Bengals, Eagles over Chiefs in the Super Bowl. There you go. There you go. Robert, like or hate him, regardless, we can all agree that when Matt Canada wears that Outback Cowboy style Steelers hat, we'd all love to see me smack it off his head and glare at him angrily on behalf of all Steeler Nation. <laughs> Thanks for the laugh. Eagles swoop mascot. Thank you. I, okay, I, I saw the swoop. I didn't make the connection, but yes, yeah, swoop the Eagles mascot. Great mascot. Uh, I wouldn't mind. I've done some mascot work. I do Chester the Cheetah, uh, a bunch at um, that's what I call cardio day when I do a Chester the Cheetah for a Walmart grand opening. Have a lot of fun with that. Do my fizzy uh, Pepsi can mascot as well. That's a lot of fun to get in. But I'd love to do a, a pro mascot. It would be a lot of fun to be inside a pro mascot costume for a game. Because everybody loves the pro mascots. <clears throat> Unless you're in D.C. and, you're, <laughs> and you've got Major Tutty as your freaking mascot. I was there for the release 
a major tutty. I got free tickets to the game because my company does all their pregame uh, activations out in the red zone lot uh, for Pepsi. Major tutty, the, the pig, is their mascot. <laughs> and they can't even get that right. Like all their fans, hardcore fans for life were just like, <laughs> that was a bad pickup. That was a bad pickup. <laughs> I want the Eagles because 49ers have five rings. Exactly. I'm rooting for every team that doesn't have a lot of rings. That's why I wanted Cowboys and 49ers to lose. Don't want too many teams having six, Tony. You and I are alike there. Mark Malone, yeah, I think the, the Bunks take this one. Awesome. Justin Oslot, welcome to the show. That's wild. That's where I am. Small world, man. Awesome. From, from Harrisburg, I believe as well. Parsons. Thank you, Brian Davis. Mika Parsons. Old Penn Stater. We are. Robert, Brian, Davis, yes. Just keep toppling out of the room. <laughs> it would be idiotic to cut DJ. Absolutely. Quit thinking about my balls. There's Cooley. Brian Davis, thanks for the show. Always fun. Oh, anytime, Brian. Striker, what position would you draft first? Uh, Claude, I've told a, a bunch of times on the show, it, it's going to be BPA. But for this spot in the draft, number one, I'm hoping a stud left tackle drops. That would be my number one. Number two, stud cover corner drops. We're probably going to have one of those two things happening. Otherwise, if you can get a stud edge, if you can get a stud interior uh, linebacker or defensive lineman, you think about it. I, is there a center that's got, supposed to be rated that high? Is there an athletic center? Because Steelers are, are still looking for that plug-and-play athletic center that they need to run their offenses. Because usually they're ahead of the game that way. Um, should the Steelers, we trade a top pick for a stud left tackle. Can't always expect 17 starts from each lineman and depth is terrible. Yeah, but we're not giving up draft picks, Jess. Uh, I understand what you're saying. There's some good left tackles out there in free agency. I just don't know if we can afford any of them. Um, because there, there's a lot of studs and young studs, uh, at left tackle. And usually those guys demand 25 mil, $20 million contracts. So Probably not going to get somebody like that in free agency. It would have to be more of a wait and see. Maybe we can get this guy to work out kind of deal free agent. Uh, maybe he wasn't used right in that scheme. And if they use Myers uh, more hand blocking technical scheme, they'll do better. Lockdown. How do you think we're going to use our two first round picks? That's it. Yeah. Like I said, best player available. And that usually when you're drafting up in that round for the second one, for the first pick of the second round, if we don't trade back, because I think somebody's going to make us an offer we can't refuse. And since we're not sprinting to the podium, unless Tomlin writes down the pick, gives it to the guy on day one of the draft and has him sleep underneath the podium the whole night, just to stand up in the morning and go, uh, Steelers are in. <laughs> if that doesn't happen, <laughs> then we're definitely going to be hearing a lot of teams say, we want to move up. We want to move up. Now, that might be just, that might be a situation where somebody might go, we'll give you our left tackle and this pick. That's something I'd take. That's something I'd take. But we're going to get some offers there. And if, if they can bank it for a first rounder for next year, only having to go back a couple spots, you take it. You absolutely take it. Because it's going to be somebody, somebody else wants really high. But in that slot, first pick of the second round, Good corners are going to be there. Good linebackers are going to be there. Good defensive and offensive linemen. And I don't mind taking a guard in that slot. Once you're past 20, I'm fine taking guards. I don't want to take a guard ahead of 20. 
unless it's an absolute can't miss stud. I mean, that's about where we took DeCastro. 19, I think we took DeCastro. And I think Cincinnati jumped us to take Zeitler that year, and we ended up getting DeCastro anyway. <laughs> so we're like, bye. <laughs> that was cute. But that was a, a crazy draft. Tomorrow, JC Hassenauer is like Chris Hoke, doesn't look the part, and that 100% doesn't matter because Steelers have a better win-loss record with them than they do with their starters. That's it. Fire the team and bring in Hassenauer and Hoke. <laughs> yes, Hoke's win-loss record is much better than Casey Hampton's. Much. Strange but true. Awesome. Hampton was better at Super Bowls and playoffs. I know that. Brian Davis, we got a blue light special at Kmart for free agents last season. Yeah, because we had ton. We had like 50 mil in, in, um, in, in free agent money. Uh, ben retired. So his money comes off the books. I mean, he's completely off the books now, which is great. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll have to see. Michael Hall, if Giselle doesn't want Brady, that makes you think you would want Brady. We are good at quarterback for the season. And it being maybe two years, don't want Brady. Put one or two asterisks next to his Super Bowls. Exactly. Oh, we're at nine o'clock already. Awesome. Highsmith for defensive captain. Brian, I like that that moxie, but honestly, I, I give my captaincy to either Hayward or Watt or maybe even Minka before I give it to Highsmith, but I like Highsmith a ton. Absolutely love Highsmith a ton, and he doesn't get the love and recognition. Like, we've got a Batman and a Robin. Like, this is even better than, like, Watt and, and, um, and Bud Dupree. This is better than like Harrison and Woodley. Uh, though those guys were sick. Like the talent level for Highsmith and Watt, fully healthy going into a season, we should be getting 30 sacks out of those two guys. Should be. Unfortunately, we lost Watt for too much of the season. Please, Striker, when you use language like young stud left tackles available, it affects and affects me immensely. Brian Davis wins best comments of the show. Yes, thank you so much, Brian. You, you're you're killing it. Robert Castro was 24. Thank you, Cooley. So, yes, that was the last time we taken a, a guard in the first round, and we did it in the right slotting. And it's kind of like the way that draft kind of evolved. You take quarterbacks earlier than you should. Fullbacks, you no longer drafting fullbacks in the first three rounds. You're picking up full fullbacks on day three. Browns four, five, six, seven. Shouldn't be drafting kickers, punters, and long snappers at all. We still find a way to do it. <laughs> Waste picks on them. But we got some good players out of some of them. Um, some of the other players that have dropped significantly out of the first round. Safeties have been devalued a lot. Unless you get like some of the studs will go early that are uh, like, you know, people that remind people of Pulamalu, they'll always go off in the first round. They can go as high in the top 10 too. Uh, but normally past the first couple safeties, they're dropping to rounds three and four. Um, same thing with centers. Centers are low valued as well. So it depends on where you are, but that's a good slotting. 24, when we had a need for guard, we got a stud guard in that spot. And that's around the slot. You want to get a stud guard. And he was on our team for 10 years. So a decade guard, for a 24 pick money ball, absolute money ball. And just checking out you guys. How about a gunner? How about gunner? I think gunner's gone, Sam. I don't, he, he's still on the roster. Let me see what his uh, cap hit is this year. 
so I can get you an accurate answer on what I think they're going to do with Gunner. Uh, Gunner, 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 Gunner. Gunner Olszewski, 2.617 mil. $617,000 dead cap. We saved two mil for cutting or trading him. I think that might happen. It might happen. Especially if we can get a cheaper option that's better at special teams. That's an option. Especially if the guy we just picked up from Penn State ends up hanging on. Uh, that's a cheaper option. Should we go get Ramsey? I'd love to get Ramsey locked down. I would love to get Ramsey. The only problem with Ramsey is he's too expensive. You're talking about like a 25, 30 million a year player as a shutdown best corner in the league. So no, I don't see us going out and getting Ramsey. And the Steelers never really played that game anyway. By going out and trying to get the most expensive free agent, we pay our own guys and make our own guys the highest paid players at their position. And that cascades down through the team where the Steelers take care of their own. When you have a team like the Ravens, who are now rudderless, this is the team that started the tailspin of the Ravens. Why? Because the guy that they drafted halfway through the season, or sorry, traded for halfway through the season, Roquan Smith, was voted their team MVP and is now their highest paid player before they gave Lamar Jackson a contract. Right now, that is creating some waves in Baltimore, some significant waves. Lamar's pissed. Uh, Roquan loves it. Defense just wants to play hard, but defense is like, he's not our guy. You know, I want to get paid. He's taking my money. Like when it goes to one of your guys that you were there, that you bled with, that your team drafted and developed the entire time. When, when somebody gets paid, you're like, awesome, man. I'm so happy for you because you are happy for them. And you, when it's your turn, you want to get paid too. Now that's not happening in Baltimore anymore. They just threw their money at a guy that's not a Raven. And it was, it's their biggest contract they've ever ever thrown at anyone. And that's going to cascade down that roster. And it's going to create that team into becoming more of a, of a team for hire. Like other teams, you know, we know Vegas, the Raiders. We know the Cowboys are teams for hire. They're going to grab these big name free agents every year and just middle around with no real chance of winning Super Bowls. And their teams know that they their teams for hire. They don't respect their quarterbacks. Carr is going to be leaving this year. A guy that should have been given a, a contract, but instead they're like, nah, you can leave. I don't understand these guys sometimes. Carr's a good enough quarterback to win a Super Bowl if they put good people around him and good coaching around him. Steeler National can't wait until next year. Yes, Jay, I'm with you there. What do we do with Kenny? Coach him up, Young. That's what we do with Kenny. Deve open up the playbook a little bit more. Have him talk a little bit more about what he wants to do in games too. Get his feedback. That was the big thing with Brady and Belichick. They always like talked and had feedback on Mondays and Tuesdays before the players came in on Tuesday and Wednesday for practices. So really important that he's already started that process. Uh, since the bye, uh, they said the last four or five weeks of the season, Kenny started coming in on Monday because he wanted to go through game film. He wanted to watch, uh, he, he even stated it on um, uh, Hayward's podcast. When Hayward asked him about that, he's like, yeah, I, I get to see the game plan on Monday. I get to go through it again on Tuesday at the, with quarterbacks, with the quarterbacks before it's shown to the team again on Wednesday. So 
I'm watching it for the third time when everybody else is getting it the first time. So it's helping me in my development. That's, and he's a smart guy. He, and he's a, he's a student of film. And you could tell by the difference between his turnovers from before the season started to after the bye. Sorry, from the first half of the season to the second half of the season. Really phenomenal at, at controlling the ball. I'm surprised that the hand size meant nothing, guys. He didn't fumble the ball. Fumbling wasn't an option or wasn't it wasn't a problem with him. Um, interceptions were early, but then he got rid of them in the second half of the season. And that's started started playing a lot better in the second half of the season. So I, I expect him to progress, Young, in a, in a nutshell. Bullies, we need a shut down corner. We've got some good corners on this roster. WJ3 is a shutdown corner if he's healthy. Um, that's why I'm interested to see if the Steelers are going to try to extend that contract because right now his contract is too high. Uh, I think right now he's the fifth highest, sixth highest paid player right now on the roster. 12 million cap hit right now. So we've got to get that that salary down. If if we cut him outright, he's got a roster bonus and that looks like that roster bonus of 2.6 million is going to cut in and um, usually that ha happens at the beginning of the year in March. So if the Steelers can sign him to a three-year deal, two-year deal, extend that number over time, drop that $12 million hit down to a 4 or $5 million hit, that is an awesome move and a great trade for the Steelers who ended up not even having to give up a player for that guy. Because that guy can be a shutdown corner. Wallace is playing well, had four interceptions. Sutton was playing extraordinary, had three interceptions, could add seven this year. Sutton's going to be awesome. Absolutely. Sutton is just going to be an awesome player. Um, he's already starting to make the reads, jump the balls. And if they stick to his hands more when he's making these jumps, absolutely sky is the limit for Sutton, guys. And um, pair someone with Sutton and Wallace. That's it, but you, you can never have too many good corners, especially when we play Cincinnati twice, bullies. And that's going to be big because Sutton can always drop, jump down into the slot and then we can rotate him anywhere or he can fall back into one of the safety spots, which he likes doing in dollar. Um, so I'm fine. As long as Sutton's on the field, <laughs> he's going to make plays. I love the way Sutton is progressing and he's playing well. Uh, last chance for you guys to uh, chime in here. I'm about ready to sign off. Um, over here, Michael Hall, thank you for another great show, boss. I'll have to give you a special shout out to you for taking time off of your schedule to do vidcasts like this. You have earned my respect for your hard work you put in and making this show fun for a lot of us. Thanks for the nickname. We'll always enjoy it forever. Without being said, stay safe. Take care. I will see you next vidcast. Cheers to you, Striker Bossman. Salute. P.S. To hell without Count Dracula mixed with Charlie Sheen. He needs to retire like five years ago. Indeed. Excellent take, Hall. I will see you soon. Um... Guys, and to let you guys know, I'm going on vacation this week, so there will be no vidcast on Friday, or sorry, no podcast on Friday, no vidcast probably on Tuesday, unless I'm just getting an itch and I decide just to jump on my computer speakers and do it from vacation spot, but I'm going to be traveling the next morning, so probably not. So you're going to see me, my next cast will be a week from Friday, then the next vidcast will be two weeks from today. So put that down on your calendar, guys. I'll be back. And with a fury, because <laughs> I wouldn't be talking for a couple days. Brian Davis, I hear we may still be bring Byron uh, in. Not sure what his title would be. We could bring back, um, uh, yeah, Leftwich as an offensive, um, what is it? Not coordinator, but uh, like supervisor. 
or a consultant, offensive consultant, because I think that's what we did with uh, Flores. I think Flores was a defensive consultant along with uh, with linebackers, uh, linebacker consultant, uh, defense, uh, linebackers coach, defensive consultant. Um, so, yes, we have the opportunity to doing that, doing that again with Leftwich. If he does not have a job, I'm sure Tomlin will be like, "We've got a spot for you. <laughs> we'll, we'll make we'll make something happen." And he deserves to be working. Guy's a good good coach and was a good player. Robert Brian Davis, uh, Kmart Blue Light Special, referring to last year's free agents as priceless and a million times better than the young youngins reading this who don't get no Kmart. So much the Blue Light Special. <laughs> True. Oh man, yeah. Walmart made us all forget about Kmart. To tell you the truth, Kansas City is serious serious about Flores. Really. Where would he go in Kansas City? Would he be their D coordinator? I guess so, because they're, they're not happy with their defense right now. That would be a good job for him because that's a stable coaching staff. Reed is a lifetime coach. That would that would work. Robert, oh no, I didn't approve any vacation. <laughs> well, you can ban me for the week if you can get that site back up and running, Cooley. <laughs> to the youngins, oldens, and the rest, all Steeler Nation, human race, animal, world, plant, world, animal, Others, you forgot fun guy. <laughs> Intelligent life and all other dimensions, life, peace, and go love and go Steelers, Robert. Awesome. Awesome show from you too, Robert. Love your input today, guys. And I'll take one more take over here from what's up, brother? What's up, Steelers fans? Uh, what do we do with Harvin? He's still on the roster. We're not going to draft a punter. So we'll have him compete with an undrafted rookie free agent. Uh, he was kicking awesome. Absolutely awesome in that Ravens game and the Browns game. We needed him those last three games. And he, and he stood up in those last three games. But we need consistency out of him. And we're done with him kicking like a rookie. Because he's been on the team for two years. Third year, this is going to be make it or break it year for him. If he still kicks like this, we'll be looking to move on from him. We will. But we're not going to trade. We're not going to spend more money than his seventh round rookie contract, which is dirt cheap. So unless there's an undrafted rookie free agent that can outkick him, in the preseason, he's not going anywhere. Plus, he is an amazing placeholder. Amazing placeholder. He reaches up and grabs balls over his head that other placeholders would have to stand up for. And if, if another placeholder is standing up, that means that kick is not happening. He reaches up all the way, brings it down, and we get the kickoff. Now, we might miss it, but he gets it down. <laughs> and Luke's trade Johnson for a first-rounder. I would consider that in the right conditions. I would do it before the draft. And if the first rounder was in the top 10, that's the only way I'm trading for Johnson right now. Otherwise, I don't think a team is going to give up a top 10 pick for Johnson. And I don't think the value is there because we don't have any veteran receivers. out Because Pickens is new. Pickens does not have a full year in the NFL. And now we're giving... Starting positions to question marks. So I really don't like the idea of moving on from Deontay Johnson at all when you're trying to get, when you're trying to take away the top target of your young, impressionable rookie franchise quarterback. Not only would that hurt Kenny Pickett, it would help, the, it would hurt the development of George Pickens as well because he's drawn coverage. Might not be catching the balls all the time, but he's drawing coverage. Absolutely. And that's why I don't like to move on from a guy like that. 
Y'all not poop, and you ain't either. Nice. Thanks, Johnson. <laughs> I said it a little cleaner. Awesome. That's everything. I'm glad I got to everybody today. Guys, that's all the time we have on the Steeler Nation vidcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises, part of the Big Play Vidcast Network. Be sure to come over to thestealernation.com for all of our great Steeler articles. Follow us on Twitter at SteelerNation.com. Uh, Inst- Instagram and Facebook at Steeler Nation Gom. Sorry, it's Steeler Nation on Twitter. Follow the podcast at underscore SN Podcast on Twitter or follow me, your host, Steeler Nation Striker on the tweets, on the tickety talks, on the Grammy Grams. S and Striker. Striker spelled with a Y. Why? Because I love doing this show. So that's all the time we have on the show today, guys. Thank you for making my show as fun as it always is. Love getting all your comments and questions. My name is G Striker and I will be rooting along with all of you. Go Steelers!